everywhere I look these days, I see posts and articles about a variety of life hacks to make day-to-day living easier. Top three lists to improve your morning routine. Top 10 hacks for saving money. What's your favorite hack, Kimberly? That's easy. My favorite hack is surrounding myself with brilliant people that help me keep learning. It is nice to know an answer you need is only a text or email away, and it is one of the many reasons I hang out with you, Amanda. You're a pretty great life hack. All right back at you, my friend. But here's the deal. There are only so many hours in a day and only one Amanda day. (laughs) That's true. So for those of you who don't know me, I give you the D.H. Leonard Consulting Grant Writing Tools and Resources Guide. Visit dhleonardconsulting.com and under the free resources section of the homepage, you can click to download and receive a treasure trove of learning tech and helpful links to make your life as a grant professional that much easier. Well, hello there. I'm Kimberly Hayes Day Muga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to season four of the Fundraising Heyday podcast. We're doing more in season four to help nonprofits, local governments, and the consultants who serve them raise more money and get more grants by sharing real world experiences and interviews with experts and getting it all done. You may hear a y'all or two along the way and Mm -hmm. some singing and strange sound effects because it's our podcast and those are things we do. (laughs) And those are things we enjoy. So thank you. Thank you for enjoying them with us. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've heard us before and keep coming back for more, welcome back. We really appreciate you. And there is more of us to love in season four because we have episodes dropping every other week all year long. So let's get it started. This podcast is brought to you by Season 4 sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. Well, hey there, listeners. You may remember way back in season two. We're going back Yeah. Back then, we dropped our most popular podcast episode to date. It was entitled OG Productivity Tools. I remember it well. We talked about many non-tech tools that are super affordable and user-friendly to just help you get that job done, grant writing, fundraising, what have you. We talked about things like post-it notes and three-ring binders and a lot of the tried and true ways for keeping up with it all. And I have to admit, when Amanda asked me what's my favorite old-school tool that I use to this day, and it's actually a combo, it's a twofer It's pen and paper, but let me be specific. It's, I'm holding it right now. It's a Pilot G207 in blue, uh, not black, and spiral bound composition notebooks, preferably the super cheap kind that you get on sale before school starts. It just frees me to write notes, to something about handwriting. It just gets things directly into my brain in a way that keyboarding may or may not. Yeah, I'm all about the paper and pen, too. I I happen to choose the pretty 
paper bound things that look like journals, but that's just how I roll. Um, I have to say though, my all time favorite has got to be the whiteboard, the giant whiteboard. Right. And so I had one when I worked full time, um, when I moved to consulting, moved to working at home at first for about six years, I did not have one. It was a sad day, sad times (laughs) in my life. I prefer not to talk about it, but, uh, yeah, I was my little corner of a space where my desk was in like the slash playroom slash living room slash office right around the corner from the kitchen kind of a place didn't lend itself to any size whiteboard. Um, but now that I'm in my new house and I have a dedicated office, that was like the first purchase I made when I moved in was the giant whiteboard on wheels. That's two sided. And it's just all in its splendid glory with all my deadlines and lists and things. So it's right in front of my face. I'm a very visual learner. So that it keeps me on track. And I know I, we're going to talk about some other things, but this is, it's just, it works for me. So I'm going to roll with it. I think it's important to find the things that work for you and recognize them. And also, I've seen this whiteboard. It is magnificent. Um, And those old school tools are great and they work for some and they don't work for others. But we also wanted to today talk about some more higher tech tools that we love, apps and different different um, tools that help us do our work. Some of these are free, some are paid subscriptions, some are specifically for grant writing or fundraising, and some are more geared toward project management or marketing tools, but they're all useful tools that either Amanda or I or both of us use regularly and they're things that we didn't receive any payment or any in-kind donations or anything in PR to talk about. These are things that we use. If you're listening and you're associated with any of these products and you want to hit us up afterwards, we could talk. But I'm just saying for today, for the purposes of letting you know, these are just things that we have found to be useful to us and because we're a fan of the top 10 list, we do one every year in December. Um, we also just wanted to bring a little bit of the holiday spirit here in the dog days of summer and talk about our top 10 list of tech tools. So that's what we're doing today. There we go. Um, so I'm going to go first and in no particular order, here we go. Number mm-hmm. one on my list is Toggle. Okay. And I'll, let me be very clear. This is spelled T-O-G-G-L and the website is T-O-G-G-L.com. Please don't be like me and think and an E belongs on the end because that's how you really spell toggle. Because when you go to that website, it might hurt your eyes. Let's just say that there were things I saw that I did not want to see. It's not safe for work. It's not safe for children. It wasn't safe for me and I'm an adult. Yes. So T-O-G-G-L, just let me be clear. Okay. But what toggle is, um, it's got a free version and there's a paid subscription version. I currently still just use the free version. It is a time tracker, Um, and I love it because not only does it track my time, but it allows me to create clients and some standing work, so I just have to pick from a drop-down menu. Like today, I'm going to be working on um, a grant for a hospital, so I can pick the hospital, and then I can pick proposal development, and then in their open space, I can type in the name of the grant I'll be writing, and then I just hit the start button, and it'll keep running until I stop it, and I can stop and start, you know, if I... Kids come home, I get distracted for a little bit. I can just stop that time clock, go deal with them, get them started on homework, and I can come right back in, just hit start again, and it tracks my time. And what it does is it allows me at the end of the month, which because I do monthly billing, 
and I bill by the hour, I can go back and see which clients, how many hours did I spend on all the different projects. It helps me create my invoices, um, and it's fabulous. Um, and like I said, there is a paid subscription um, that you can use that will allow you, it will create the reports and invoices for you rather than you having to go in kind of in by hand doing it. Um, so I'm, I don't even know the pricing. I haven't looked into it yet. I still just do it all by myself because... I don't know. I just haven't invested in that yet. Um, I will also say Toggle has a project planning tool and a candidate screening tool. So it's more than just tracking your time. It's got a lot of other different things. I don't use those two aspects of it, so I can't speak to it, but just know it it, it has a lot of features. So it might be something you want to check out. Just remember T-O-G-G-L dot com. Don't, 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 don't buy a vowel. You're going to be sorry. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> According to Amanda, do not do it. Also, I used to use Toggle when I was actually on staff as a development director. I used the free version of Toggle um, to track the hours that I spent on different aspects of my job from fund, you know, planning time for a fundraiser to time spent on grants to time spent in meetings to time spent um, in more of a uh, employee development capacity, whatever it was. And it allowed me to see, you know, often it's like, where you're like, where did the time go? It's like, if you take a moment and use something like toggle, you'll know where your time went. If you're uh -huh. tracking, it's, it's not going to lie to you. So, um, it can be a helpful negotiating tool. Um, just like anything, just check with your powers that be in the IT department to make sure you can download it. You could probably, um, put it on your phone, if you were not clear about whether or not you could use your network at work to do it, I just um, have found things like that systems that help me track my time helpful, whether I'm an employee or whether I um, am now in my own uh, business. And so that leads me into um, number our um, sort of top 10, uh, number two, and it's fresh books. So again, I made the switch from toggle to a paid platform that integrated a whole lot of features. And I made this on the recommendation of another grant pro, the, the bookish and brilliant and a beautiful ice cream aficionado, Bethany Planton. She, I explained to her, I was like, oh man, I hate paperwork which is weird because <laughs> I've written grants for years and I, it's all about the paperwork, but when it comes to tracking my hours and invoicing again, weird because that's how you get paid, but it's just like, Oh, it's just, no, I just, I just want to do the things and not do the paperwork. So it was very important for me to save myself time and to pay for something that would allow me to put everything into one platform. I have yeah. only been using this for about three months. Again, I did not receive any kind of discount for um, getting this. I did this on the rec recommendation of a super organized person that I know, Bethany. Um, she may have received a little bit of a discount for the referral because I just said, send me the link. But again, not me. Nobody, you know, bought an ad and told me to use this. I'm just telling you that if you are like me and you just want to get it all done fast and in one place, you may want to consider paying and FreshBooks combined invoicing, hour tracking, and also setting up payments. So it's all in one place. To me, it was worth it. Um, I'm still learning, as I said, but it's already saved me lots of time. And super easy to use. I think it's well, it's got to be easy if I'm using it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not denigrating. I'm just saying I'm not going to use a tool 
unless it is easy. Yeah. Otherwise, well, the tool uses me. And I'm true. not about that. Yeah. Well, I was happy to see it show up on the list when you added it. Cause I know I remember hearing you talk about going to make the transition and I was excited to hear if it was working and if you liked it. So awesome. I'm going to be making a leap. Who knows? And I also, I forgot to say, because I, I have a mix and I'm moving more toward project billing versus hourly uh-huh. having the flexibility using a system like that. I can, I can do that. I can still, I can track my hours, but I don't have to, bill like I track, I can bill for project or I can make a lot of times for a project, there might be two or even three um, invoices that I would send out. And it Uh just helps me do all of that. So again, you just got to look at where you are, how you do business and what might help you. But uh, so far, so good for me. I'm going to give it a year unless something really bad happens and then I'll stop. But I want to give it a year to to get me into full use. And then I'll be like, yes, it's fantastic. But for now, it's it's working. So Excellent. there we go. Okay. Well, number three on our list is Canva. And that's C-A-N-V-A. <laughs> um, if you follow Fundraising Heyday on social media, you may notice that with every episode, we have a nice little picture, image, design that goes with it. Um, and those are created through canva.com. Um, they do have a free version of that. And that's kind of what we started with. Um, but we ended up Upgrading, um, you can have higher quality images created with the uh, larger, uh, with the subscription Mm -hmm. version. Um, There's also access to a lot more backgrounds and images and designs that you can use when you start paying for it. So it's something, if you're, if you're kind of dabbling in that, give it a whirl on the free side. And then if you love it, um, then you can, um, definitely upgrade to the free or the paid subscription if you would like to. Um, it's really great. You know, we use it for social media posts. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Our logo was designed by the lovely and talented Kimberly using Canva. <laughs> oh, no, girl, I got to stop you right there. <laughs> I was like, we need a logo. This was when we were like, let's have a podcast. It'll be fun. And I was like, Canva's free. I like round button looking things. Um, that's how I designed the logo and hey. a, a good friend took it to the next level. And who knows in 2022, we might even get more sophisticated, but all that to say, if you just want to get some mess done to move projects forward, things like the free version of Canva can free you to get that out of the way. And so Absolutely. that you're not letting perfect be the enemy of good. Exactly. Is that how that saying goes? What I'm saying is, in my, I can be a perfectionist and sometimes just slamming something out and moving it forward is what you need to take you to the next level. So um, Canva can be that for you. I think an annual subscription to Canva, I should have pulled this before, it is less than $200 a year. Or if you go monthly, uh, I think it was around $13 a month last year before I went to annual. So yeah. Well, and I would say, too, other things. I know my husband's um, department, they use it to create um, a monthly newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can build letterhead, reports, presentations, and it's pretty user-friendly. I started using it without any sort of tutorial. Um, and then one one year, about two or three years ago at a conference, um, I know Jonna Rogers is really good at building things in Canva. And so she kindly donated an hour of her time to teach me some tricks of the trade and it, it upped my game tremendously. So it's one of those things you can figure it out on your own, but if you know someone who uses it, it wouldn't take them long to, for them to kind of say, Hey, have you tried this and this? So, or if uh, you're super smart, 
If you're super smart, you surround yourself with brilliant people like my co-host who take on these projects and you go, oh, look at you. That's so <laughs> sweet. Thanks. <laughs> so there's that. There's that approach. There's that. But also, I'd like to point out that while it may sound like a lot of these things are, oh, they're just for consultants, Toggle um, Grant, uh, oh, I, I gave it away, but the next thing I'm talking about, Toggle, Canva, and Grammarly, the next thing I'm actually talking about, are things that can be used in an office setting, too. It's not just about I'm growing my business. They're like office um, productivity tools, so I just want to point that out. And number four is Grammarly. Um, I use the free version now. There is a paid version that has more what I call more candy. You can use it more ways. Um I use the free version of Grammarly, which is a, a which is an app that you can download just for the desktop or across all of your um, devices and across all of your um, platforms that you might use. I use it in mainly in emails and in my Word documents. I use the free version because it works because it's free, because it obviously, and I know y'all know this, but I'm just going to say it again, spell check will not save you from really embarrassing um, word misusage. Ask, <laughs> you know, I'll give a family-friendly example. Actually, they're both family-friendly, and if you've ever taken any of my classes, you've probably heard some of these before, but they bear repeating. So one of them was um, um, mobile food pantries, Right. In a grant proposal, food pantries in a you know a truck filled with produce yeah. and other things that goes all around. Well, what if you just took an R out of that? You'd have mobile food panties, which is something that I wrote five times in a grant application years and years ago before Grammarly. And it was spelled correctly. So spell check did not pick that up. Yeah. Thank goodness. I waited to send the thing out the next morning and looked at it again with fresh eyes because I don't think I would want to ask Walmart for money to buy a truck <laughs> to sell panties, okay? Walmart sells panties. Um, that's not where we were going. All that to say, having a usage um, application or software can help a lot. It can also help um, clean up your tendencies toward verbosity. In other words, if you just write too long, particularly for these, a lot of online applications that have very strict character limits, I'm not going to rant about that today. I think it's total BS, but I will say it's the lay of the land for a lot of proposals. And if you have a, a, a good word usage tool, they can help you cut down. Like if you are one of these people that I'm not going to judge, I might silently judge, but if you say utilize instead of use, and you have 500 characters, that's just a waste of space. I'm also like, mm, that's just like, that's just not just, whereas if you have a tool that can help pick up on that, that'll save you a little time and allow yeah. you to get in more important words, like the good things that are going to happen um, mm -hmm. from getting the grant funding. Absolutely. I use Grammarly with a couple of OG things that I want to talk about now, old school um, printing. I know, I know. I'm kill. I, sometimes I kill some trees, and I'm sorry, um, but I do recycle a lot, and I'm hoping somehow my carbon footprint is edging toward neutral. But printing something, reading it aloud, or reading it backwards, 
or yeah. a combo of all three. It's great when I can bounce ideas for a blog post off Amanda, but that's not always the case. That's not always where we are or how we're working. Or you may be an office of one. So I would suggest using something like Grammarly or if you have um, Microsoft products, um, the latest version, of, it's, what is it? What do they call it? Microsoft 365. That's what I have. But they have... Um, in Microsoft Word, they have an editor function, and within that editor function, they do have a slightly less powerful version of a word usage. So it's screening for misspellings. It's also screening for word usage. You can set it for different kinds of writing, formal, casual, um, business, I think, and there's a resume function. It's not fantastic, but I like to use them in conjunction with one another and then some of those old school tips that I that I told you about a, a couple of minutes ago, just to help clean things up. You know, we're running a mile a minute trying to get things done, and I do not trust myself to get it right the first time. I do not trust myself to go back and look at what I've written and see, oh, there's a missing word. That's because it's really hard for me to proofread my own things, particularly if I'm doing it right after I finished writing something. So again, Grammarly and some other tools to kind of help you get your game up so you're not talking about, if you're talking, you know, if you're going to talk about panties, let it be because you're you're getting clothing to people who have lost their homes, okay? Yeah. Not because you're talking about a food pantry. <laughs> True story. Um, so moving on, number five on the list um, is Sendable. Mm. Um, and this is an app, uh, not even an app, but tool I had not heard of before. The website is sendable.com. Um, last year I started doing a smidgen of work. Yes, Kimberly, you have a question. You may, we're, we're, we're signaling each other. Y'all can't see us, but we're signaling. It's sendable with an I, you know, cause people yes. just can't use the words like they're supposed to. And we already had that terrible issue with don't use that E on the end of talk. This is true. Bad things yes. happen. I just want to point out it's sendible. It's not yep. a Southern accent thing. It's sendible. <laughs> yeah. S-E-N-D-I-B-L-E. Mm. Um, yeah. About a year ago, a friend of mine who owns a digital marketing firm put out kind of an SOS. She needed someone that could do like five hours of work a month to help with some social media posting. And I swooped in and, and said, pick me, pick me. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, aren't you a grant writer? And I said, yeah, but I need, now that I'm on my own. And plus now a lot of grant applications ask about how are you going to spread the word? If you work for a smaller agency that does not have a full-time marketing or communications person, you don't have people that do social media, it may be up to you and your program officer who could very well be the same person some places too, right? <laughs> to do these things. And so to, to know all of these tools can really be helpful, even if you're not a consultant, right? Um, but I just wanted to learn more about social media. And so that is the platform that her company uses. And so they do social media for a plethora of schools, not nonprofits, um, business organizations. Um, but Sendable is kind of a Hootsuite is probably a similar example. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I've used Sendable, I really like it. Uh, but it's, you know, you can, you could send things out to one place. You could have it go to your LinkedIn and your Twitter and your, and your Facebook Instagram. page and Instagram. You can, you know, you can post it immediately. You can schedule it out. And so that's what for her company, they schedule everything out for the full month. So it's, it really is a fabulous tool and you can measure your success too. There's reports that can be run to see, 
how many new followers do you have, you know, and how many people engaged in, and what was your most popular post? So maybe you're like, oh, so this one worked better than that. Maybe it's because I had a picture. So maybe Mm -hmm. I should do more pictures. It's just, it really is a helpful tool. Um, There's different price points depending on how many um, platforms you want to be able to connect to, whether or not, right now, the one that Kimberly and I are using, we don't use the measuring. There's a big price jump from just being able to post to be able to measure and we're just not there yet. But if you're a larger organization, definitely could be worth doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's, it's very helpful, very user-friendly. So I think when I first started my business, I was like, everything has to be for free or I'm not using it. And now I'm like, Hmm, let's look at like anything. Like I tell my clients, like I told my staff and my board where, when I, as an employee, it's like, let's look at the return on investment and sometimes getting if you can swinging that annual subscription will save you money but it's going to save time and amanda does a fantastic job with the social media for the podcast but um it's also cuts cuts into green time and by green time i mean time you can bill for and so it's super important and it's more important to me with every year that i do this now is to be clear on what is when paying for something will really in the end save me time which allows me to make more money or saves me time which allows me to raise more money so just floating that out there and leading us into number six on our list and this one is from me and it's Miro which is a platform that allows you, it's a productivity tool, I would say, that allows you to use different boards. We we uh, did talk about Amanda's magnificent rolling whiteboard. Well, let's say you live in a mid-century ranch with some limited space like me or an apartment <laughs> and you can't get the giant whiteboard, but maybe you can go online and build the equivalent of that whiteboard on a screen that you can then share with your colleagues. And that's what Miro can do. It's um, Amanda and I use it in conjunction with Scrum. We've had some um, great episodes in the past and some coming up this year with how to use Scrum. It's um, it's productivity. Uh, the gist of it is making that work visible. Miro allows me to make the work visible in things that are to do, things that I'm doing, and things that are done. And Amanda and I use it around our podcast, and when we use it, it really works. And so um, I use the free version of Miro. That's M-I-R-O. Um, I have found it the easiest free platform for navigation around. I have done work with other agencies that use Atlassian and other platforms that they pay for, and they had a bigger team, and it made perfect sense. But for me right now, also, I can tend to be navigatingly challenged when it comes to certain kinds of things, um, and it's this was super easy to use and super easy to set up. So you may see that as a recurring theme with me. Um, But the take-home message for me is it's an easy way to make that work visible. And work that is visible to me is work that gets done. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Miro is definitely the best equivalent to a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only reason I I use it for the podcast, the only reason I don't use it for everything is that I just – 
I like it to always be up. And Miro yep. is only up when you can have that screen open. Now, yep. I mean, in an ideal world, I'd have like five screens on my computer and I could have Miro up all the time. But wow, it'd be like a bat cave. What? It would be awesome, but that ain't ever going to happen. So we'll just stick with the old school whiteboard at the moment. Okay, it works for but, you. That's the important hey, thing. Exactly. Um, so next up, number seven on the list, probably sort of similar to Miro, but it's Trello. And that's spelled T-R-E-L-L-O. So Trello.com. Um, there's a grant consultant that I do a lot of subcontracting work with. And um, I just started about a month or so ago with this company. And let me just tell you, I've heard about Trello. I've, I've heard people sing its praises. Um, after working with it for a month, I am probably one of its biggest fans. Um, there is a free and a paid version. Um, the paid version gives you more boards, more automation. Um, but... You know, you can use start again. Always, I start with the free version to see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, what they do is you can you can create columns. And so, with a consultant I work with, they post here's all the work I'd like you to do. If I am willing and have the time, I move that card into the doing pile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I move it over into the review pile. So that means it goes back to them to do what they need to do with it. And then there's a done pile, so we can kind of see. Um, but more than just it having like, hey, this is what needs to be done. You can, within the card, you can create, you can do the instructions, you can create a deadline, Mm -hmm. you can attach files from Google Drive. And so, for instance, I was working on a follow-up grant application. And so, what was tagged in there was last year's grant proposal and all the reports they've done to date. So I was able to look at the last proposal and see what's going on and take all that information to start to draft one of the new kind of continuation grant. Um, rather than going, hey, let me email you these five documents. They're all there in one place. Mm. Um, you, there's a feature you can chat with the people on there. So if, you know, if I've got questions, I can just type it right into the card. You get emailed anything, anytime something happens with a card, whether it gets moved or someone types something or adds something. Um, so it's just... It has been a great feature, and you know, I was kind of worried. Anytime you start someplace new, especially I'm not, you know, working with this uh, great consultant, they've got all of their clients, right? So it's not mm-hmm. just learning one person, but it's learning all of their clients. And I thought this is going to take me months to keep things straight. Uh, Trello does a lot of it for me, so I highly recommend Trello. Now, are you with that? With this, it's a it's a large consulting firm. Obviously, they mm-hmm. use the paid version, and they just added yes. you as a user. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But yeah, those features sound that sounds really that sounds really interesting. I like that there's a separate review column. Again, if you are a one person shop, whether it's as an employee or as a business owner, mm-hmm. you know what you got to review. But if you're working even as a team of two. Yeah, well, and that's the review column. That's what he has set it up as. Like, mm-hmm. you can create the columns and mm-hmm. the different pages, however you want them to look and feel and what columns you want them to be. That's just for the workflow between the two Got of it. us. Got it's it. kind of them, the lead consultant, me, the subcontractor, and we get everything done. And it's really nice, too, because it'll have the what's my deadline, then what's his deadline, and then what's the client deadline. So it's kind of where we know what we're all working towards together. It's, it's Nice. It works. So I have something that does some of those things, but it involves Christmas ribbon, and I'd like to tell you about it next. Okay, it's it's a low-tech tool, not a high-tech tool, but it's all about keeping that work visible. You know, earlier I talked about, oh, Miro, and oh, I do this and that, but also think back to my favorite 
old school tech tools, pen and paper. Here's the deal, y'all. I have, I don't have a rolling whiteboard. I have a small square bulletin board that my husband, who is a teacher rescued at the end of the year, teachers give away stuff and the beginning uh-huh. of the year, either that or it was the beginning of the year, teachers get rid of stuff and I'm using stuff because I'm talking with Amanda. Um, <laughs> days. And um, that's actually, I have an office chair that I'm sitting in today that was uh, re-upcycled from that. So I'm a big believer in upcycling and recycling. Got this little bulletin board. It's behind the door. When I'm ready to look at it, I just close the door and there it is. Those to do doing and done lanes are separated by leftover pieces of white Christmas ribbon that I have used with thumbtacks. And then the thumbtacks, I also tack up the different color lined post-it notes that are about the size of small index cards. Okay. It is not a high-tech tool, but it is using appropriate technology. And I just want to put it out there because sometimes I think it can feel overwhelming. You're like, oh, I have to learn all this new stuff just to learn to do more stuff. And it's like, "Eh." or you can use some things you have around the house that can help it or someone had in their classroom and didn't want anymore to move it along. And also I am for me, it's the way of my world. I am committed to sometimes I just have to do double entry on things like, you know, I handwrite a calendar and then I have a calendar. And when I don't do that, Amanda knows when I don't do that, I don't keep up with that. Things fall between the cracks. And so I'm saying it may seem like a waste of time, but finding out what works for you, if one or two of these suggestions, if you want to give them a try today, I'm just saying something will work for you. It's your job to find it and use it and adapt yeah, it over time. So, absolutely. you know, judge me if you need to. But when I work it like I know that I can, oh, man, I get a lot of good things done. I mean, I just I do. Yeah. I, I do. Well, you know, great writers, we really like to we like to do lists. And we more than that, we like checking things off the to do list to see how much stuff we've done. Like, you know, I think it's a universal. I don't, you don't, you this don't just, true. anybody, I've, I've never met a person who's like, oh my God, I cannot, I hate checking things off. I have never, if you are that person, welcome to the world. Gosh, you're, you're rare. I mean, think about in um, the book and later movie Gone Girl, when she had her checklist for how she was going to frame her husband for her disappearance, maybe death, right? She had an amazing checklist. I'm just telling you. Um, they it's work, true. they work. So, and all, and again, all these other things, a lot of these things we're talking about, it really is just a checklist, whether you're using Trello or Miro or your board, it's, it's not just a checklist. It is a productivity man. It's, it's, it's a checklist on steroids because it's project management as well. But at yeah. the end of the day, what we like is to be able to say, we like to move everything into the done column and be like, yes. Cause so. neither one of us like that last minute feeling of scrambling yeah. And whether you're a fundraiser, a grant writer, some combination of the two, you felt that feeling before. And it's there's so many things that we cannot control, but by golly, we can find some tools to control our to-do lists and our communication and our processes that not only helps you get more good things done, but also helps you weather setbacks and unexpected things that will intrude on your schedule. I just... absolutely. 
that I I am a firm believer in whatever it takes. So, hey, recycle bulletin boards with Christmas ribbon for the win. There you go. Well, my number nine on the list is called Voxer. And that's V as in Victor, O-X-E-R. Um, that is an app. Um, it's a free app you can get on your phone. Um, and what it does, it records voice texts and has a chat feature. Um, you can also, it's kind of like texting and you can share images and all kinds of things too. Um, I first heard of Voxer when my sister was living in Germany um, because she had a German phone. I couldn't, I couldn't text her and call her like I wanted to. And so we started using Voxer because it was a way for us to communicate. So that's a nice feature. If you've got clients maybe that are overseas mm-hmm. or other places, that is a great kind of, you know, outside of email, a way to communicate. Um, uh, and I started using it. I mentioned I'm doing subcontracting work. Um, and so the gentleman I'm working with, he, he was like, Hey, I see you're on Voxer. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't used that in years. And he was like, well, I really like it. Could you give it a whirl? And so, um, it really is at first I was like, Oh my gosh, that's one more thing for me to keep up with. But it is really nice rather than having to sit down and write a 10 page email, you can just jump on there and say, Hey, quick instructions, because you're not, it's not like a phone call where you have to be interrupted to take the phone Mm -hmm. call. It's recorded. I can listen to it when I want to. If I miss something, I can rewind it back. I can listen to it again. Um, And so it's really has been a handy feature for us to kind of have almost like a sort of walkie talkie esque (laughs) way to communicate back and forth, either immediately or you, you know, you can wait hours to listen to it. Right. Um, You can also share files through Voxer. We haven't used it for that purpose yet, but it is, you can um, share like Dropbox files on there. So I thought that was a pretty neat thing. Now, one thing I will warn you about, because I didn't know this and I about had a heart attack the other day. Um, If you, I've got, so, I mean, you hold down a button and you leave your message. And then when I was done, I just set my phone aside. I didn't close the app out, right? So when the person responds, normally I'd have to go into the app and I'd have to hit play. Well, if you've got the app open, when they start talking, it immediately starts talking on your end. So I'm just sitting here working, and all of a sudden, it sounds like my buddy Dave is in the room with me going, hey, Amanda, got your message, blah, blah. I about jumped out of my chair. <laughs> so, of course, I told after I listened to his message, I was like, okay, you gave me a heart attack. Here's what happened. And, of course, being the funny guy he is, he writes back, oh, no, turn around. I'm right behind you. <laughs> you know, like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The call is coming from inside, from inside the house. house. <laughs> yeah, so, but I highly recommend, it, it really is a great communication tool. If you've got someone you're working with regularly, um, Voxer for the win. Nice. Yeah. I um, And lest y'all think that my next one is going to be, yeah, I use two cans and I attach a string and that's how I talk to a man. <laughs> that's not where I'm going. But she raises a point that actually leads into a point that I wanted to make about um, the final, that this is the number 10 of our top 10 mostly high-tech tools um, that we're talking about today. But um, it's something that Amanda and I have used a lot during the pandemic, and it's um, Google Chat. Now, here's the point, here's the link that I wanted to make between Voxer and Google Chat and privacy and things like that. It's like, yeah, Google are online overlords, okay? It's like, yes, things are free, but you're not paying in money. 
but you're paying sometimes in privacy and the way your information is being used. And again, I'm not going to wear a tinfoil hat and go live in a cave. I acknowledge that that's what it is. And I would also say whether you're using Voxer or Google Chat or any other things, just know that if you are of a certain age, there is no privacy there. We yeah. don't know where these things are being stored or who's listening to them. And um, it's it's not, I don't want to end on a downer because Google Chat has been great for, for Amanda and I. And instead of having to buy a premium version of Zoom or something like that, we're hopping on. We've got decent video connection. Yeah. We've got clear sound. We can get a lot of things done. We use that a lot in our scrum planning meetings, and I have used it a lot with clients. Sometimes clients use other things like Microsoft Teams or or they or particular or Zoom or whatever it is. But I'm just saying Google Chat is free as in no money. You can use it as a part of Google Suite. There are things to think about in terms of privacy and how your information is being used and what information is being released to advertisers. So it's free, no money, but just like with, with, with Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or um, uh, Twitter, to a, to Twitter, anything like that that you're using that's free, WhatsApp, all those things, yeah. there, there is a price tag, but the price tag is information. All that being said, I totally recommend Google Chat. It's decent quality. It's accessible by most people. It is free. I've made my peace with it. And it's kept Amanda and I connected in podcasting. Well, and I would say one of the things I like about Google Chat over some of the other, um, like, because, you know, um, Zoom has a free feature. But with Zoom, if you're going to be more than two people, it cuts you off after like 45 minutes. You have to start. Google chat as many people as you want. I'm sure there's at some point a limit, but I mean, I've had 15 on a call before there is no like, Hey, it's only for 30 minutes or it's only, uh, I've been able to have hour long meetings, um, which is really nice. So, yep. But there you have it, folks. Our top 10 techish list. Um, (laughs) Techish. Techish. Tech-like. Mm. Yes. Um, the reality is that these tech tools we mentioned just scratch the surface of what's out there. It's kind of mind boggling um, how many tools are available um, to help make our jobs easier. Um, and when we reached out to our friends in this profession, we received a litany of helpful tech tools. We were, when we were doing our list, we were making sure we weren't overlooking anything crazy or amazing. And the, yeah, we got so many back. Yeah, it's there's a lot. There okay. is a lot. And we were like, do we just read these off? And it's like, mm, no, we haven't used them. And while we certainly trust the people who recommended them, there's not a lot we can say about it, but we can write about it. And so that's what we decided to do. We're going to share. We want to share all we can with you. Um, and one of the ways we do that, in case you didn't know, is that Amanda and I take turns writing blog posts that sort of coordinate, correspond, go along with each podcast episode. And you can find those posts on our season sponsor, uh, D.H. Leonard, D.H. Diane Leonard, dhleonard.com. You can find that on the website for dhleonard.com. There's also a list of each post on our own website, which is fundraisingheyday.com. So just cruise on by. Um, once this episode airs and we'll have a link to a blog post that lists other tools that very, very smart, productive, talented people have recommended things that we did not talk about on this episode. 
Very true. Something tells me we could probably do an entire season on tech tools alone because there's so true many that. out there. That's true that. We could just talk about one every time. Um, but one thing I will say that it can be really overwhelming to try and integrate too many of these at once. Um, I remember the very first time I went to a workshop that was all about tech tools at the end of there was, I mean, I, every one of them, I'm like, I mean, this is years ago when like I hadn't heard of Dropbox or Doodle Poll or, I mean, there's so many out there, right? I'm writing all these down, trying to figure out at the very end, the lady who was teaching was like, pick one. Start using it, get used to it, get comfortable with it. Then once you are, then come back to the list and start the next one. Because if you try too much at once, it really is just overwhelming. So, And it takes a lot of time. It takes it sometimes does. even the easiest to use things takes a lot of time. You may get down a little rabbit hole. You may think it's great. You may think it's not for you. And if you're just picking one, possibly two at a time, um, mm-hmm. you'll see what works for you. And then you can see it's a little experiment. You'll see. Does yeah. it make things easier? Is it working for me? Does it free my time to do the other things that really need getting done? And that's all this is. That's that's all we're about. There you go. So thank you for listening. We wouldn't do it without you, and we couldn't do it without you. We would love it. That's L-U-V. If you would leave a review of Fundraising Heyday on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it really helps us spread the word it feeds the hungry algorithms and gets more eyes on our podcast and ears to our episodes. So again, we're always honored that you chose to spend time with us and that you choose to keep spending time with us. And we would love for this podcast to be a part of your professional development lineup. Thank you again to our season four sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to download their latest free resources today. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your time and support. Join us in two weeks for our next episode, where Kimberly and I are talking about working with boards. (laughs) Projects a rant in our future. I will neither confirm nor deny that. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you.